Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Let's go. I am blessed. Because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. God, do what you do when you do how you do when you do it because you do it so well. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody say hallelujah. Grab a seat. Let's get to work. So listen, our series is set it off. Our series is set it off um, because you are in the year 2021. Say 2021. What I like about one is one means that I had to start back over. Mm. Come on here. And I need you not to be afraid to start some things back from the beginning. I need you not to be afraid to start some things from the beginning again. Somebody say, I'm back at one. I'm back at one. What we've been saying in this series is that one thing can literally change everything. That phrase, set it off, has several meanings that all boil down to this, that one thing can change everything. And Sunday's message was, you remember, get in there. Because while your next 12 may have similar challenges as your past, please hear me, your next 12 aren't a repeat. What you face between now and December will not be a repeat of anything you've dealt with before. I wish that you believe that your God takes you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level, which means he's not taking me back through what he's already taken me through. And for some of you, you ought to give him praise. Why? Because that means you don't have to be worried about if you're going to fail this year. You failed last year. Come on. You don't have to worry if it's going to mess up this year. That happened last year. Somebody say this will not be a repeat. As God does more in our lives, we learn this, um, that it requires more from us. I'm going to say it again. As God does more in your life, it requires more from you. Luke 12, 48 says this. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. So that means because God's not going to have a repeat in your life and he's going to do more this year, that also means it requires more of you. I'm going to slow down and say that because, I listen, you were shouting about no repeats, but that also means you can't repeat the same intensity you gave God last year. That's why I said when church starts, I need you at 10. Why? Because there's no time for us to come in here playing games. There's no time for us to come in here thinking this is about us. I didn't came, come to be worshipped. I came to worship, which means when I come in the building, let me set my pocketbook down and stand on my feet to give him glory. Let me put my coat down and stand on my feet to give him glory because since he's going to do more, somebody holler, it requires more. 
It requires more. Now, we learned last week, we looked at the children of Israel on last Sunday and last Wednesday. And we talked about how they were facing the Red Sea. Somebody say the Red Sea. The Red Sea has this definition and has this meaning. It means the end of a storm and the storm's ending. I took you through how they got to the Red Sea. After uh, 10 plagues, Pharaoh kept saying, no, 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 until he said one yes. Listen to me. There's only, here it is, catch it, 2021. There's only one yes you need this year. I don't need you to have everybody liking you. You only need the one that's got favor. Come, come on. You don't need everybody to be in your corner. You just need the one that's got the key to the door. And if God be for you, I'm here to tell you who would dare be against you. I don't need all of y'all on my side. I just need. <laughs> he said, no, he said, no, 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 no. And then he got to the very end and the death angel came and I taught you when the death angel came it hit everybody's house except the Hebrews house because the blood of a lamb was applied at their doorpost and whenever the uh, death angel saw the blood of the lamb he had to pass over. That's why there are some things that you watched hit people next to you and couldn't hit you. There's some stuff you watched hit friends, but it couldn't get you. You, you watched somebody next to you who did the same job as you get fired, but they gave you a raise and a... Why? There's some stuff where I'm like MC Hammer, baby. You can't touch this. Why? The blood covers me. And anything that gets past the blood, that means I can handle it. Anything that gets past the blood, that means I can handle it. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So the blood, so the blood, the blood cover. So the death angel had to skip. The death angel, he not only got the firstborn sons of all the Egyptians, he got the firstborn of their cattle, which is interesting because God says, I want you to know that this was not, watch me, something that was natural. It's something that was supernatural. And for some of you, you need to hear me as it pertains to those that have come against you. There are things that happens in their life that God says it's inexplicable. It's inexplicable because God says, I want you to know when you messed with my son, I took it personal. When you messed with my daughter, I took it personal. That's why I don't need you clapping back at nobody this year. I don't need you getting even with nobody. I don't need you getting on no Facebook posts trying to, but let me say this. I need you to realize that watch me when they mess with you, they mess with your daddy. And when they mess with you, they mess with the king of kings and the lord of lords and he says i'm gonna get favor back to where he gonna know not to mess with you ever again so the death angel comes he hits the firstborn of their livestock he's the firstborn of their sons but he doesn't hit where the children of israel where the hebrews are and then what eventually happens he overnight pharaoh says listen come and leave <laughs> he said i need you to get this silver get this gold then leave listen i need you to get everything that you came for then leave i wish somebody in here understood in other words watch me uh, after 430 years of going through hell overnight pharaoh said get this gold get this silver then leave. And for some of y'all, the enemy's been putting you through a whole lot of hell for a whole long time. But this is going to be the year. He's going to say, get everything you came for. Then leave. I feel like preaching at hell this Wednesday night. Uh, lay your hands on yourself. Say, you're going to get everything that you thought you lost and some. Then leave. He said, he said, he said, he said, listen, he said, you and this whole multitude of yours, take your silver, take your gold, take your livestock, take all of your stuff. And what I need you to do is I need y'all to leave tonight. They had to leave so fast 
They had to leave so fast that the bread that they were preparing had no time to proof. So the feast immediately after the Passover is called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Why was the bread unleavened? Because they had no time for it to go through its normal process. <laughs> they had no time for it to go through its normal process. In 2021, there are some things where the normal process would take too long. So in 2021, God says, if I see that you're setting it off this year, there's some things where the normal process takes nine months. They told you it's going to be six weeks for you hear back. You're going to hear back by Friday. Shut up. Shut your mouth. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's going to happen suddenly for me. Say it again. Say, it's going to happen suddenly for me. The normal process was not a process that they had the ability to go through. So it says overnight, you guys are going to come out. So they leave overnight, and as they're on their journey, watch me, something interesting happens. The Bible says there was a quicker way for them to get to where they were going. But the Lord says, but if they see war, they might get scared and turn back. <laughs> That's a word there. I need you to let God know you ain't going to punk out this year. I need you to let him know that even if you get bad news at 645, you're still going to be in church at 7. Let's, come on. I, I, you need to let him know that even if you got some mess going on on Saturday night, you're going to watch me get up and watch me come to battle and come to war. Why? Because there ain't no quitting me this year. There ain't no punk out in me this year. That may have been then, but somebody say, this is now. So he takes them this other route. And when he takes them by this other route, they uh, have to pass through. Uh, and, and the Lord says, tell them to turn back and go to pi Hahiroth. You remember? I talked to you that uh, this weekend. And so when they get there, they get to the Red Sea. When they get to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's behind them, um, and the Red Sea's in front of them. They, they don't have any option because McDonald's on one side. I taught you what that was, the pulpit. Then on the other side is Belzephon, which means there's a storm. So we got a storm, we have the sea, we have Migdal, which we can't go to, and then Pharaoh's behind us. So here's the question, what are we going to do now? Listen to me, you only have one option in 2021, and that's move. Let me tell you your second option in 2021, that's move. Let me give you your third option, because I know you like threes. Here's your third option in 2021, move. If they're not going to come with you, I need you to still move. If they're going to act funky with you, I need you to still move. If they're talking about they don't want to be your friend no more, I need you to still move. If they say they don't want to be married to you no more, say, listen, I love you, but I'm moving. If they say you can't work here no more, say, thank you for the opportunity, but I'm still moving. If your children don't want to do right, I need you to say, I'm still moving. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord, and we are moving. I only have one option. That's my only option. Now here's the scary thing about moving forward. It's the Red Sea. And I've never, watch me, I haven't faced this before. But what I've already faced tells me that he's got a miracle up his sleeve. Because when I recall the stuff he's already brought me through, let me see if I can say it another way. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, in other words, this Red Sea's new. It's a new challenge for me, but I watched them get me through challenges before. So the same God that did it back then, let me help you with something. How do you think you didn't get in that car accident? That wasn't just because of your anti-lock breakers. Are you crazy? 
That was because he sent an angel and said, ah, oh, he ain't done yet. Come on here. How do you think you survived coronavirus with 390,000 people in America did not? That's because God came and he breathed life into you and said, you are not done yet. And I need you to finish what I sent you to do. So check, I've not seen him do this before. But I saw him do that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that. And listen, I, listen, all of that was just last week. If I think about what he did the month before, it's that, 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 that. I just need to check the room and see if there's anybody in here. But God has done a whole lot for you. Where you at? He's been better to me than I've been to myself. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Chicago. Come on, my. Has he done anything for you? I ain't seen him do this, but I've seen him do that. So when they get to the Red Sea, the scripture says that the Lord sends a wind. Somebody say a wind. That storm that was there is the storm he used to part the Red Sea. And what did I say to you on Sunday? And for many of you, your storms are actually your answers. Shut up. I don't mean shut up literally. I'm just trying to get it so good to me. What does that mean? For many of you, you said, Lord, can you just move this obstacle? So he responded with a storm. For many of you said, can you remove my enemy? So he responded with people acting crazy with you. People you didn't expect to act crazy with you because you thought you knew who your enemies were. But God says, well, listen, all she do is sit up and eat your food. That ain't your friend. All they do is sit up and waste your time all night talking about change. They ain't never going to make that. Ain't his, his answer to their prayer was a storm. I'm going to say it a third or fourth time so you get it. His answer to their prayer was a storm. His answer to move this obstacle, move and make it get out the way. My answer to that is to send a storm. Because the storm is going to do what you don't have the ability to do. And the storm's going to make it happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. You're so used to being in control of everything that God will send an answer you can't control. He sends a storm to part the Red Sea, then he vaporizes all of the water out of the ground so that when they walk across, they walk across on dry ground. And as they're walking across on dry ground, the Lord sends an angel to protect them and cover them so that Pharaoh can't see what they're doing. For some of you, can I help you? You need to stop announcing things until they're done. Stop announcing what you're going to do on social media. Just let them see the final product. Stop telling your friends what you're about to start doing and just let them watch me. Just roll up to the house in what you would. Y'all ain't listening to me. I need you to stop making so many announcements because could it be that God's using an angel to block so that they can't see the moves that you're about to make? Why? Because Satan won't know what to attack if he can't see it. And he's not omnipresent, the devil. So he does, he's not everywhere at the same time. The only thing he knows is what you tell him. He's an anthropologist. He studies you. He studies your moods. He studies your attitudes. And that's why you need to learn how to confuse him. But see, watch me. For some of you, you face some stuff where your normal reaction would be to be sad and depressed and walking around moping. I need you to learn how to confuse the enemy. Watch me, because he's been studying you for years. He expects you to act like that. But for some of you, you need to blow his mind and start praising God, because he's going to say, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going on with her. But all I do know is this don't match how they used to act. This don't match how they used to behave. 
This doesn't match how they used to handle things. So the Bible says the children of Israel, they went out defiantly. Remember that defiantly was the Hebrew word rum. I'm just giving you re re uh, uh, reminders of where we were. It's that Hebrew word rum, which means to go out defiantly. And that meant to go out with lifted hands and praising God enthusiastically. Now that's important because what that meant is that my possessions couldn't be more important than my praise. Because if my hands are lifted, that means I can only carry what was on my back. I couldn't fill my hands with my stuff. And for some of you, hear me, you got to make sure that stuff doesn't have you and that you have stuff. How do I know that stuff has me because you think you're too good to praise him? How do I know that stuff has me is that if you're riding in a certain place, you won't praise God? How do you know that stuff has you if you're sitting at a particular restaurant, you don't want the people to be offended so you offend your God and not pray over your food? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So, so, so they go out with their hands up enthusiastically, which means they, 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 they couldn't fill their hands with stuff. They can only carry what was on their back. Because God says, I need to see whether or not you like this stuff I gave you. Because you just left overnight with silver and gold and clothes. I need to see if you like this stuff that I gave you or if you love me. Y'all still here? So they're going out. The angel protects them. Pharaoh can't see what they're doing. And then the Lord, he says, okay, Moses, stretch your hand out. And when he stretches his hand out, the water covers all of Pharaoh's army. And it drowns them. After the Lord confuses them. Because he says, I want you to see them make it. I want you to see them make it across. The very ones you were trying to kill. I want you to see them make it. And for some of you, you've got some people. Let's tell the truth for a moment. You have some people where their venomous attitude toward you, you couldn't even understand. Because you were kind to them. You were nice to them. But they have a venomous hatred and animosity toward you. Who am I talking to? And you're trying to figure out why. I don't need you to be worried about them. I need you to keep moving forward. Because the Lord says, baby, wait. Because in a minute, I'm about to blow the wind. And when I blow the wind, I'm going to cover them and what they thought was going to kill you. Somebody say, vengeance is the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. I, I need you to not hate people. Don't let anybody, especially in America, it's easy to hate right now. But what I need you to do is say, I refuse to walk in hate. That's too much power to give you. That's too much to give. You don't deserve me hating you because the God that I serve is going to show you who's his. He's going to show you who's going to win. He spoke. You catch that later. Look, so the water covers them. But Red Sea means this. It means the end of a storm and a storm's ending. So the Lord uses a storm to part the Red Sea. And at the Red Sea, Egypt's behind them. Pharaoh's behind them. And remember, Pharaoh has to watch them because only Pharaoh's army drowns. Pharaoh stands there and wa watch me. He watches his help drown. Let me help you. These little clicks they clicking up against you with, don't even worry about it. Because them, them and they help, God's going to deal with. Don't worry about the three-way call they were talking about you and didn't put you on it. Mm. Y'all ain't going to say it. So Pharaoh's watching. And as Pharaoh's watching, as Pharaoh's watching, he watches his army drown. So it means Red Sea. It means the end of a storm. And simultaneously the storm's ending. The end of a storm is different than the storm's ending. Why? The fourth quadrant of a hurricane is the most intense quadrant. It is after the eye wall has passed. Check this out. It looks like everything's good. 
It looks like everything's fine. In fact, in hurricanes, you want to know when they say most people die? It's because they, the eye gives them a false sense of security. So they walk outside unprotected. They start thinking I'm over it and I'm through it, not realizing the worst part ain't came yet. So then when, that, uh, when the fourth quadrant comes, the eye wall comes, and it's the most intense part of the storm. But it's also the what quadrant? Fourth, which means it's the storm's ending, which means when it's roughest, here's why you need to not be upset. That means it's almost over. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. When it's most intense, what does that mean? It's almost over. When you feel like I can't take no more, I'm about to snap, crackle, and pop. I need you not to do any of them. Why? It's almost over. And you can have certain areas of your life where things are great, no storms. You can have other areas of your life where it's like you at the Red Sea. And here's the dichotomy, and here, or the challenge. Here's the quandary, rather. Here's the quandary. We want all of our life to be the same. You want everything good. And if you have one area that's not right, you put all your attention on that instead of paying attention to these 400 other areas that are good. I need for those of us in this building and online that can say in 2021, I'm gonna not focus on the one area that's not quite right yet. And I'm gonna look at all the other areas where God's doing amazing things. Come here, songs. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in my eyes. Somebody say, he's doing something amazing for me. So then, so that's the Red Sea. So they cross over the Red Sea and they keep making their journey. It's supposed to be an 11-day journey to get to the promised land, which for them is the land of Canaan. For you and I, we are not on a journey to a piece of land. We are on a journey to a lifestyle. It is the lifestyle of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Nothing perfect. But nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. Somebody say shalom. Say, they, say that's where I'm headed this year. Yeah, see, the, the generic word for shalom is peace. And what does that mean? You'll look around your life and say, you know what? It sure was a lot of warfare, but now I'm experiencing some peace. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean that I'm not even dealing with some challenges. It just means that the challenges aren't in me. It may be difficult, but I didn't become what I was going through. Be careful that you don't take on the spirit of what you go through. Just because it's difficult, I need you not to be difficult. Just because it's challenging, I need you not to become a challenging person to deal with. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now, now check this out. Check this out. So they, they journey through. Moses, who's the leader, Moshe, his name is Hebrew to draw out, he ends up dying. He dies early. Because he gets angry with the people and takes it out on God. And I said to you on Sunday, be careful that you do not allow your issues with people to affect your relationship with the Lord. Because can I be honest with you? you, you your issues, the way you view God has more to do with your experiences with people. Because you have an amazing day and then somebody will come with you with attitude and you say, God, why you let her act like that? Stop. Why you let her act like that? As if God is responsible for her trifling behavior. Lord, why you let him act like that? As if God is responsible for his trifling behavior. Feels good in here. As if God is responsible for that. Somebody say, God's not responsible for other people's behavior. Say, but whatever they do, if it's wrong to me, he's going to make them pay. 
So you got to be like Jesus with Judas. Do whatever you're going to do and do it quickly because what, whatever you do, listen, what you mean for evil, my God's going to make sure that thing works for my good. Can I just get you to wave your hand for three seconds that all things are working together for your good? Three, come on. Two, it's working for me. It's working for me. It's working for me. Just catch your eyes with somebody and say, it's working for you. So look, so look. So Moses dies. Joshua takes over. Joshua's interesting because Joshua, you think that Joshua was always his name. Joshua serves Moses, the leader. And because of how well he serves him, Moses renames him from Hoshea to Joshua. See, you thought Joshua was always his name. When you serve well, you'll get a new name. Mm. See, for many of you, this is why you have to peep the devil's, the devil's game, that his fight is against your serve because your service was changing your name. And I need you to not let him punk you and play you like he did your mama them, like he did your daddy them. Your service, how you going to get a whole new identity. And that's why some of them talk about you now. You're just over there serving, just over there going to church. Over there. You talk on what I am. He serves Moses so well. His name, Hoshea, it meant God can save. Watch it. Joshua means God has saved. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. Hoshea means God can save. Joshua means God has saved. In other words, his servanthood changed him from being a man where things were possible to a man where things were in possession. Let me see if I can say it another way. His servanthood took him from being a man, watch me, that was a talker into being a man that was a walker. Because he's the son of none. I want to preach tonight. The son of none, N-U-N, it means limitations. Joshua was the son of limitations. Him serving his man of God is what took the limitations off of him. He never knew what he had the ability to do until he got into the house and started serving. He never knew what he had the ability to do until he became a digital harvester and started serving. And for everybody that serves, you need to know your service how you gonna set it off your service how you gonna bust through every boundary every limitation it's gonna make you into the best version of yourself it's gonna pull gifts talent skills and abilities out of you you never knew were there Joshua takes over and when Joshua takes over um, he says let me anoint you in the midst of all of Israel because they need to see that I'm transferring it to you I'm giving it to you I'm giving it to you giving it to you I built it I'm giving it to you I built it I'm giving it to you I'm giving it to you I'm giving it to you you served it but you're gonna own it I'm giving it to you somebody's gonna catch it in a minute I'm giving it to you 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 what are you saying there's some things that watch me that because of how you've served there's some things that are gonna be placed in your hands I'll let go talk. He says, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. Which means you, you, you didn't go through the process to own it yourself. Somebody's going to say, here's the deed. Shut up. I'm just going to give it to you. Please let me be prophetic. There's some stuff that's about to be signed over into your name. I don't know who I'm prophesying to tonight, but if you believe I'm talking to you, lift your hands in this building, lift your hands on your line, online, and worship God. If you believe there's going to be some transfer of ownership. 
and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Somebody say it's being signed over. Uh-uh, say it with an attitude. Say it's being signed over. Somebody, by this, week, by this time next week, you got something being ready to be signed over. Let's go. He gives it to Joshua. Joshua now, it's a, Moses brought them out. Joshua's supposed to take them in. I'm almost where I'm going. Moses brought them out. Joshua's taking them in. It takes one grace to bring out. It takes another grace to bring in. Right? It takes one grace to bring it out. It takes another grace to bring it in. So now Joshua takes over. And as Joshua takes over, God begins to say something amazing. Somebody say amazing. amazing. Say it again. Somebody say amazing. amazing. Because now they have to face the Jordan River. Now stick with me. The, the Red Sea, it means end of a storm and the storm's ending. The Jordan River, it means get in there. It, it literally, literally translates to this phraseology. It literally translates to this phraseology. It literally translates to this, to get down into. In other words, I don't need you to be afraid of getting dirty in 2021. Because you're going to be dirty with your own deliverance. I don't, need you, I don't need you to be scared of putting in a little hard work this year. Because what you're working hard on is building your future. I, the Red Sea was about their past, what was behind them. But the Jordan River was about their future. But check this out. Both of them took long. Y'all still here? Somebody say both of them took long. Because, because if I was to back up the story, two million people had to cross the Red Sea. Imagine how long that would take. It took 430 years just to get to that point. Uh-oh. It took 430 years to get out. Then it took several days to get through. And now that they are out, watch me, on the other side of it, you would think God would take them right in. Instead, the Bible says because of their attitude, because of how they handle things, because of their complaining and their negativity, that they ended up turning an 11-day journey into 40 years. Can I tell you why? One word, patience. And patience is not just waiting. Patience is the level of endurance your character can take before you get negative while you're being delayed or provoked. How do you know you're impatient? You got negative because of delay or provocation. How do you know that you're impatient? It's because you started complaining because of delay. How do you know that you're impatient? It's because you started complaining about folk instead of praying for the folk you're complaining about. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, come on. Uh, I, now, listen, I don't need you to pray for patience. Because some of y'all, what you're thinking now, you know what? I, don't just, I just need to pray for patience. The Lord. Okay, let me tell you what you're going to do. He's going to put you in something where you're delayed and provoked. Don't ever pray for patience. I promise you, you're going to go through something that's going to teach it to you. Let's be honest. How many of you in here or online, online wave at me in here, you prayed for patience? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why you had to repeat some stuff. You brought that on yourself. The Bible does not say to pray for patience. It calls him the God of patience. Which means everything, that his pro everything in his processes will always teach you patience. So if I was to back up the story for a moment, Exodus 14 and 15, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to do what? Go forward. What does that mean? Set it off. 
One thing changes everything. Moses stretched his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind. Said that was the storm. Look how long it took just for the storm to get the, to get the ground right. It took all night. It took all night for a storm to get things right. It took all night for a storm to get things right. Uh, Y'all still here? Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea what? Dry land, and the waters were divided. Now, on Sunday um, uh, at the 11.15, I conflated two scriptures on Sunday because there's a principle here I want you to see. Stay with me. Y'all still here? Exodus 17.11. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. Stop. On Sunday, I told you that Moses had to keep his arms up. Because the principle of Exodus 17 says that if the leader's hands come down, then the people can't win. So the Bible makes it seem like he just waved his hand like this and all of a sudden it happened. But there's a principle that's revealed later on in the text that suggests that if the leader's hands come down, then the people couldn't prevail. It's right there. It says whenever his hands were what up that uh, Israel prevailed, but whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. Check this out. Look at verse 12. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone put it under him, and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands on one side and the other side, so his hands were what? Steady into the going down of the sun. And so for many of you, check this out, God is steadying your hands. Can I teach you the principle? Because you don't have a problem doing this in here. It's that when you start going through your storm, they start dropping down here. So God's going to send you the support you need to help Keep both of your hands up this year. Because what, what am I doing? There's two Hebrew words, yada toda. One means to give, one means to receive. But can I tell you what else your hands being lifted means? It's a sign of victory. It's a sign of celebration. Say, he's steadying my hands. So while the text doesn't implicitly say that Moses' hand stood up, it makes it seem like he waved his hand. There's a principle that's revealed in the sacred writ later on that illuminates the principle that God wanted his hands to stay up. And God gave him the support that he needed for people to lift his hands because if his hands failed, they lost. Let that be a revelation for everybody that serves somebody. Your job is to keep their hands up so that you keep winning. Let that be a revelation for every employee that your job is to keep the hands of your... Y'all ain't gonna talk right through them. Let that be a revelation for a church. Your job is to keep the hands of your pastor lifted. That's for your benefit. And as your pastor gives you the word, you keep his hands up. I pray I have a church in Denver, Atlanta, and everywhere else that keeps my hands up so my hands can stay steady because we got lives to change for God's glory. Somebody say, God, get the glory out of everything. Get the He's going to steady your hands because if they drop, you lose. Go back to 11. If they drop, if they drop, if they drop, if they drop, Amalek wins. <laughs> but if they stay up, someone say, I win. So I'm staying in a posture of worship. I'm staying in a posture of praise. Remember, they came out like this. So if you came out like this, this is how you're going to stay out. If, listen, I need you, I need you, because here's what happens. Sometimes Christians get saved, and then they forget the stuff he brought them out of. Then Christians become professional judges of other people. You've been living halfway right for two weeks, and not mine. Just, I don't know how I feel about that. Are you kidding me? 
the same way you came out is going to be the same way you stay out. And I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm not going back to Egypt. Uh-uh, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm not going back to mess. Say it again. Say, I'm not going back to drama. So now let's get on the same page. So remember, I caught you up. Moses dies. Joshua takes over. Joshua serves. So he's given what he served for years. He's literally dropped in his lap. Check this out. He didn't even know that there was a leader like that in him. He didn't even know that there was a general in him. He didn't know that there was a, uh, uh, the Bible calls him in Joshua 1, Moses' assistant. He had never seen a man serve another man like he served that man. <laughs> he had never seen anything like this. So now he's taking over. Somebody say, I don't take sides. I take over. So now he's taking over, and so there's a, there, there's a new administration, and it's Joshua's administration. And when Joshua's administration comes into town, uh, Joshua now, Red Sea's behind them, but now they face another body of water. It's similar, but not the same. Why? Because it's not going to be a repeat. I'm going to say it again because I need everybody in the back to get this. I need everybody in Miami to get this. Listen, it's, it's a body of water. It's similar, but it's not the same. The Red Sea implies that it was stagnant. A river has a flow. They're both bodies of water. One is stagnant, one has a flow. Check this out. Check this out. Y'all still with me? One represents the past. One is about getting to the future. The Red Sea separated me from my past, but the Jordan is blocking me from my future. The Red Sea was the mess I prayed to get up out of, but the Jordan is what I prayed to get up into. So what are you telling me? You may face some similar things this year, but you're heading in a brand new direction this year. What happened in 20 was about your past, but baby, this here is about your future. I need you to make this declaration over yourself. Say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. So here we are in Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. So God says, Moses, hey guys, y'all saw the last time, everybody pay attention. The last time I helped y'all with a similar situation, Moses lifted his hands, I sent a storm. Y'all never had to get in the water. You never had to touch it. You never had to get your hands dirty. You prayed and I moved. You never had to do anything but be spiritual. Now what I'm about to do is going to require something different. Because he tells Joshua, Joshua, this time when you all get up to the water, you're going to have to put your foot off in it. Get in there. <laughs> I need y'all to act like y'all heard what I just said. Somebody say, this year, I have to get in there. He says, the first time you stood on the sidelines, and you spoke, and you called things that were not as though they were, and they became, and you spoke life, and you spoke, and you worshiped, and you prayed, and you prayed. But this time, you're going to have to walk up on that water. You're going to have to walk up on that water. And check this out. What did I teach you on Sunday? The river's at flood stage. This means the water's normally over there somewhere. But the water's way over here in a place it doesn't belong. 
But since it's where it doesn't belong, it's gathering some things that are going to be necessary. Very practical. In an agricultural society, if the river was down here, it's good. If it's way over here, what is it grabbing? It's grabbing seeds, it's grabbing food, it's grabbing nutrients, it's grabbing animals, which means when I cross this, everything that I need is going to be in the river. The river represents my flow. Everything that I flow in, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Everything that I'm flowing in, somebody say, somebody say, I have what I need. And check this out. Can I just go real deep with you? It's, 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 it's poetic. How do you mean it's poetic, Bishop? Because the Bible says in the book of Genesis that everything that Adam needed was brought to him by the water. Everything that Adam needed was brought to him by the river. The river flowed. It brought him gold. It brought him bedellium. It brought him onyx. Check this out. When y'all get into the Jordan, the Jordan's going to bring you everything. And I'm not going to give it to you until you get in there. So you can stand on the sideline all you want. But baby, I'm going to need you to step off into it. I'm going to need you to take the step. I'm going to need you to bust a move. Because when you get in there, I'm going to bring it to you. But I'm not doing, listen, listen, I'm not doing anything until you get in there. In fact, it's a flood stage. So, so that means it looks, a little, it looks a little rough. And I'm not doing anything until you take action. You had enough of just sitting up in here speaking. I need to go do something. You had enough of just typing it. I need you to go do something. In the South, we say it like this. Shake some, do some, move some. Can you just act like you from Memphis for a minute? Say, shake some, do some, move some. So check this out. Check this out. Check this out. So look at this. So look at this. So look at this. You still here? You sure you're still here? Joshua 3.15. And as soon as those bearing the ark, not only did they have to get in there, but they had to carry the ark with them. They had, what's the ark? The ark represented his presence. They had to carry it on their shoulders and only the priest could carry it. The Bible says, Revelation 5.10, you are king and a priest. So this scripture applies to you. They had to carry his presence. Let me see if I can say it another way. They had to carry pressure on their shoulders. But watch me. But it was divine pressure. And some of you keep complaining. About, I'm just so much, so much pressure. Listen, 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 Linda. That's God. Because I only get the, watch me, I only get all the toothpaste out if I put pressure on it. I'm only going to get the best out of you if I squeeze you. And for some of you, the squeeze has been on, and God says, uh-uh, this is divine pressure. So they're under pressure. And as they're under pressure, they got to get into the water. They got to get into the river. And the Bible says, as soon as those bearing the ark, somebody says, soon as, has come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped. Somebody said, get in there. Be bold. But you're, the most important part of the verse, let me point it out for you. Let me be Vanna White. Let me be Bishop Vanna White. Or Vincent White. <laughs> as soon as. All right, let me have my phone and you come very quickly. All right, thank you. All right, get your foot like you're about to put it in the water. Okay. Everything you've been praying for, what you need, resources, right team, right people, right plan, breakthrough. I'm not giving you this until you do that. Don't lose your cool. I already made you a promise. The river can't kill you. The river's about to make you. You ready? Same time, man, same time. You ready? Get in there. You missed it. 
They missed it. It was so simple they missed it. They so simple they missed it. Go back to the verse. It's so simple they missed it. It's so simple they missed it. So simple they missed it. God, just do it. Nope. God, I'm on my last leg. Would you get in there already? God, I don't have any more strength. Baby, that's you. You're the one wasting all that strength standing over there. I told you what to do. God, I just feel like giving up. Get in the water, girl. Get in the water, man. Go. Go. Somebody say, I'm getting in there. Say it again. I'm getting in there. Stop. Stop. Listen. Listen. Y'all listening? You losing strength. Sleep, losing weight, gaining weight, losing hair, getting hair in places you never had it before. Doing all of this juggling, and you got pressure on you, and you sitting here complaining, and you're like, girl, why aren't you doing that? He said, I'm not doing anything until you get in there. As soon as it got in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks. I'm almost done uh, at the time of harvest. So check this out. When it's harvest time, that's when the floods happen. I need you to catch that. Somebody say, it's harvest time. time. How do I know that it is time for me to be the recipient of what I've sown? Is that I see a flood. What does a flood feel like? Overwhelming. Raging unstoppable opposition and when I see that somebody say that's my time I ain't gonna be able to accept that come on I need all my digital harvesters my digital family I need y'all to just type it louder than they shouted it here on three in the building and online just say it's my time one two three it's my time What does harvest time imply? I'm going to receive something I've sown. I'm going to get back something with interest that I've sown. This is bigger than money. Because for many of you, you've been diligent and faithful for years, and, and, and you hadn't seen it pay off yet. That's because the bigger the harvest, the more de- delayed the harvest. I'm talking to these people over here, because these people over here saying, the bigger the harvest, the more delayed the harvest. If you was just getting the three pieces of corn, you could have got that last year. You about to have beans, green, corn, tomato. Y'all ain't understand what I'm saying. In other words, your harvest is going to be so massive, heaven had to take some time to get it ready. But this is the year you set it off. Can I finish? Look at verse 16. The water's coming down. The water's coming down from above, stood and rose up in a heap very far away. So literally, the water stands up. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing to me. The water stands up in a heap, and it moves out of their way. In both instances, the obstacles they thought they were going to have to deal with, they never did. Come here, come here, come here. You worry about stuff that if you would just do what you're taught, you'd never have to deal with. You worry about stuff that if you would just follow God's word, you wouldn't have to. You said, well, what if they do this? And what if they do this? And what if God just shuts their mouth and makes them withdraw? 
The obstacles they thought they were going to have to deal with, they never dealt with. So just imagine a lady. Let me go on and get this washed up and ready. And let me hike it up and all this here and all that. And, you know, they're preparing for stuff they're never going to have to deal with. Some of y'all, you got so many contingency plans for issues you never going to have to deal with, but you only fear them because you refuse to be bold and get in there. But I wish you would sit next to somebody that was bold. I wish you would sit next to somebody that says, wait a minute, instead of spending all this time planning on what could go wrong, what happens if 2021 was the one year it went right? Yeah. So here it is. They were bold. That required boldness, y'all. That's bold. To get in the water with pressure on? What is your Jordan? What's your Jordan? What, what, what is it requiring boldness? You won't even open the envelope. Because of who it came from. I don't know who this is for. You need to open it tonight because it's not a bill, it's a check. You can sit there and look at me with that tone of face if you want to. Or you can go and get in there. You've been letting it sit on that table for weeks. Talking about, I ain't opening that. I don't need no more stress. I don't need no more drama. Baby, that ain't coming to collect. They coming to give you some recompense. Say bold. Bold. Like comfort is easy. God says, you guys are going to have to get uncomfortable this time. Both require, the Red Sea and the Jordan require boldness. It's different types of boldness. The Red Sea, you're dealing with the boldness because you've never seen anything like this done before. So it looks crazy. Just catch this out. How are we going to scoot through this water? But you're going to put one of the little things around you? This is, come on, let's just be honest. Can we just take, can, come on, y'all. Can we just be regular humans for just a second? Not long, because I don't like it there. Bible says you're behaving as regular humans when you are children of the most high God. So I just want to be regular. You're out of order. I don't like it over there. Weird stuff. Listen, listen, check this out, check this out. This is for just a second, be regular humans. Just imagine. Moses, how are we getting over this Red Sea? Lift your hands. <laughs> this man then lost his natural. I knew I should have stayed in Egypt. And they was getting ready to promote me to head slave. But you were still a slave. Y'all ain't going to say I knew I should have just, I, should, I can't believe how they came out here, got me out here talking about, lift your hands. Worship God for the next 10 seconds. You worship God for the next 10 seconds, Moses. Got us out here at this Red Sea. Can we just be regular humans for just two more seconds? That sounds crazy. Serve your way through it. I'm dealing with family issues and you're telling me to mop the floor. Give your way out. Well, give my way out. I, I, I'm dealing with financial pressure. You telling me to give more? But faith is irrational. <laughs> it don't make sense, but it makes faith. And I mean to tell some of y'all, it hasn't made sense, but can we be honest? That's how you made it this far. You come this far by faith, doing what? Leaning on the Lord. And if it didn't make sense then, it ain't going to make sense now. So they get to the Red Sea. Now, I got to be bold now. Or they get to Jordan. I got to be bold. 
Get in the water. Joshua, how are we going to get over to Jordan? Get in there. Now listen, I am a priest of God. My robes are robes of royalty. You want me to put this good outfit in this stinking water because the Jordan was known for being a stinking river. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. The Jordan was known for being the river ratchet. Let's go. It, it, it was a stinking river. Everything was in there. The water was brown. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You want me to disregard the importance I've given myself. I'm coming for you now. You want me to disregard my title, my position, my clothing, my status, the way people think. You want me to come down there and get in this stinking river? I was prom queen of King High in 1988, Bishop. I have an 800 credit score, Bishop. This is Gucci. Or Gucci. I'm just trying to figure out which one it is. Listen, I'm just playing. This is designer, Bishop. Here it is. I'm an intellectual, Bishop. I'm not into all of that shouting. and That's why you ain't seeing nothing. I'm an intellectual, Bishop. I prefer to have a more cerebral, pedagogical experience with the Lord. I have Jesus in my heart, bro. Are you going to get in the water or not? That's all I'm trying to figure out. What if I'm embarrassed in front of these people? What if I tell everybody this is God and it fails? That's when you stop announcing so much. That's a word for some of y'all. If you're going to fail, fail in private. Just <laughs> like, how you doing? I'm good. God is faithful. I didn't say nothing to nobody. I just kept the Lord first. They have to disregard all of the importance they've given themselves. And can I take you deeper? How do you know they had done this, Bishop? Because the priests were of the Kohanim. That was the Levitical tribe. Got it? We know that Moses had issues with them because they rose up against Moses. The Kohanim and the, uh, those of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. These were the deacons, those that served. These were the priests, those that served. They rose up against Moses, so we already know they had attitude problems. Check this out. And the ones he sent into the water were the ones that had made of themselves a reputation that says, I'm too good to do that. For some of you, what you're going to have to do in 2021 is you're going to have to swallow your pride. Because you ain't getting it unless you get in there. They're not letting you back unless you apologize. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You're not going to be able to do it unless you humble yourself. And I just wish there were some people in this building and online that said, I will not let pride rob me of my best 12. So they get in there. It's bold. Here it is. I'm done. Hebrews 10.35. It's amazing how I can have it in my head when I'm on end. <laughs> Hebrews 10.35. Cast not therefore, or cast not away therefore your boldness. 
They needed boldness. It was bold not to be an arrogant, pompous, I'm going to say something, person. <laughs> I'll say it after church. <laughs> Cast not therefore away your boldness. See, for some of you, your boldness it, it isn't what you think it needs to be. Your boldness is to finally confront that manipulative Jezebel in your family. You're going to sit there and look at me like that? Your boldness is to finally have that confrontation you need to have with you. Because you swear for God, you always right. But I'm here to tell you, maybe sometimes you're not. Y'all ain't going to talk. I thought this was Wednesday where I could be real. I know you got Jesus in your heart, bro. For some of you, your boldness is saying, I need help. For some of you, your boldness is saying, you know what? You know what? The way I've been doing it ain't giving me what I want. So I need to do it another way. Somebody say, I will not cast away. Come on, y'all. We're about to go home. My boldness. What does the Bible say? Which has great recompense of reward. What I teach you on Sunday, recompense means to pay you back. Reward means to give you something new for your boldness. God says, if you're bold in 2021, I'm going to pay you back and I'm going to give you something new. Pay me back for what? Do you really think you went through all of that for nothing? Do you really think you went through all of that just to say, I got a testimony? You're going to have more than a testimony. You're going to have something to pack it up. Do you really think you went through that heartache just to say, I overcame it? You're going to come out with way more than that. I feel like praising him right there. Come on. Recompense and reward. Recompense and reward. Recompense and reward. Boldness does that. Somebody say, boldness does that. Verse 36, look at here. For you, connected to your boldness, here's what you need. You have need of patience. So after you've done his will, you can get the promise. What? What? He said, my will was for you to get in there. <laughs> Now, that's your boldness. Say boldness. That's recompense and that's reward. Y'all still with me? What's the recompense for what Pharaoh did? Where's the reward? Who's on the other side of the Jordan? Canaan. What's Canaan? Your promise. As you get in there, I got you for what you've been through. I got you. Can I just get those of you who ever felt like nobody had your back to say, he's got me. Come on, come on. He's got me. God's got your back. But your reward's over there. And you need some patience. Say patience. So after you did what I said, here it is. I'm not doing it until you do what I said. Listen to me, Christians. You be expecting stuff. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I got I to gotta go. That, <laughs> that Rick's platter is talking back to me. Listen. <laughs> if I listen, if I listen, if I listen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> How are you expecting a reward? And you've taken no risk. You did nothing. I'm just waiting on the Lord. 
<laughs> well, you can stand over there then. Say, after I do his will. So, so that can be deep. Let me, let me help all you deep Christians. Lord, reveal your will. Stop all of that. Stop it right now. 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 Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. His will is not that deep. His will is found in his word. His word is his last will and testament. Hmm. So, so sometimes you say, I'm just trying to figure out whether or not the Lord wants me to stand up or sit down. Uh, stop. Because stop. I hear Christians be saying stuff. Be saying stuff. Yes, I said it like that on purpose. And I'd be like, God, if, if God was as confusing as you make him sound, he's not. His will is clear. Just do the word. You're looking for a voice. I need you to read the verse. Let your hands on yourself and say, get you a verse. Right? Because sometimes when, we talk, when I talk about the will of the Lord, I already knew my deep people. Lord, I'm in the matrix. What's your will, God? It's not that. <laughs> he said, put me first. So if that requires me to put him second, I don't have to pray. Okay, let's move. Y'all <laughs> don't like that. This must be the deep winds in that live. Okay, all right. Hold on. Let me do what y'all want. Seek him. Verse 38. Here it is. We got to finish. Come on. But the righteous one, say that's me, shall live by faith. Faith, several words, but one of the Greek words for faith is pistis. For my note takers, P-I-S-T-A-S. Um, it means truth. It's truth versus facts. What's truth? What his word says. What's facts? What the situation says. He says, you should live by what I say, not by what the situation says. Right? So because you're a faithful giver, what's his promise? He'll supply all your need according to his will. So I don't care what the need is. Watch him make a way. You see the point? But he says, but if you shrink back, come on back. All right, he back at the river. At the river Jordan. You got your king. Okay. I'm going to give you the towel. All right? All right. At the river. At the river. Okay. Here's what. Y'all ready for this? Because I'm about to show you what's happened in previous years of your life. Okay. You ready? Here it is. It's time. It's time. You ready? Come on, it's time. Come on, give me it's time music. Let's go. Okay. Just give me just give me church music. And somebody say it's time. I don't know that else. <laughs> take me to church. All right, listen. You ready? Here it is. Here it is. You ready? Okay. As soon as you get in there, I got you. Here's what you did. You shrinked back. And then you said, Lord, give me one more chance. Jesus, Jesus, give me one more chance. He says, okay. Here we go. You ready? Okay. I need you to be real consistent this time. 
because your family has a history of running. I need you to be real diligent this time because your family has a history, but you're the curse breaker. Come on here. You're going to be the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're going to be the one that's going to make it happen. Everything that they didn't do, you're going to be the one to do it. And I'm going to give you their recompense and reward. You ready? You ready? Come on, get in there, but then you strong. And then here's what you do. Lord Jesus. Hey, 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 hey. Lord, if you just give me one more chance. Just let me be like Samson and let my hair grow back. And if my hair grow back, I'd know I have strength. Because here it is, because God, I don't even trust me at the river no more. But I pray you be able to trust yourself this year, that you would walk in such faith that you'd be able to trust you. Hey, hallelujah. Come on, y'all. We're about to go up, y'all. But just say, my next 12 will be my best 12. Because here's what you're going to do. You shrunk back in 19. You shrunk back in 18. You shrunk back in 17, shrunk back in 16, shrunk back in 15, shrunk back in 14. But in 2021, you gonna get in there. I need you to just make that declaration. Say, watch me get in there. What do I do? Say it again. Say, watch me get in there. Why do I need patience? Here's why I need patience. Look at James chapter one, verse two. But the question tonight is what's taking so long? Here's the question. Or here's what you need, rather. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith. So here it is. Where's the test at, Bishop? Right here. It's right here. Somebody say, it's right there. It's right here. You've done all the back, all the back work. You dropped your pride. Come on. You dropped your arrogance. Here it is, right here. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. What's taking so long? You've been impatient. What's taking so long? I heard all your complaining. Which is why I got you standing like that. Which is why I got you standing like that. Were you having to learn how to balance? Were you having to learn how to catch yourself? I got you standing because you're going to learn patience today. Because I heard all of that. So stand there. What's taking so long? I'm going to see how long you can go without complaining. God, don't you see me? Mm-hmm. Stay there. Yeah, so Michael, what y'all doing today? Oh, cool. Gabriel, y'all got a meeting today? Let's make sure we shut that mess down. God, I'm so tired. You be all right. Switch legs. I didn't say it had to be one or the other. Switch. You better learn how to 
tap in and tap out. Which means when I get tired, I learn how to lean on another side. Y'all ain't said nothing. You, you, you better figure this out. Because if I hear one complaint, I'm going to leave you there. If I hear one more complaint, I'm going to leave you right there. If I hear you whining, I'm going to leave you right there. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Shh, 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 shh. I, I don't hear complaining. While you're waiting, I hear praise. Wait a minute. While you're hearing, I hear prayer. While you're waiting, I hear you saying, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. And so when he sees that, he says, go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. The next verse says this, but let patience have its perfect work so that you'll be perfect and complete, lacking. Which means when you do it this time, you're not going to be lacking anything. I need everybody in the building and every online, everybody online to release a praise right there. I ain't going to complain this time. I'm not going to murmur this time. Everybody stand up. Please, would you stand, please? Thank you. Can I get you to stand in the building and online? You're going to stay right there. Until he's don't hear no complaining. Remember, patience. Put up the definition of patience one more time. Patience, here it is. It is the level of endurance your character can take before you get negative while being delayed or provoked. So let me help you say, every delay is to my benefit. Say it again, every delay is to my benefit. Say, every provocation perfects me. Say, I'm bold like a liar because my next 12 will be my best 12. In Jesus' name. If you're watching this, wow, what a word. That thing blessed me. I'm not done preaching, but I'm, I'm done preaching, preaching. <laughs> wow. If this word blessed you, can you just say yes, Lord, in the building and online? What's taking so long? You're impatient. Impatience is not waiting. It's how you act while you wait. He says, what's taking so long is you complain. You're negative. You keep saying, why me? You keep saying, I'm sick of this. You keep saying, I'm tired of this. It's the same thing. Over and over and over again. Are you here? Say, but this 12, my best 12. Wherever you are, wherever you are tonight in this building online, if you're not a Christian, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to the Lord. And thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I have no clue where things stand between God and I. Tonight's your night to be sure. In this building and online, I'm going to ask you, when I count to three on, online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. I have digital ambassadors that are standing by right now uh, to see your response. If you're in the building, I'm going to ask that you wave your hand. Tonight's your night. God's coming to get you. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation. This is your moment. One, two, three. Respond right where you're at. Right where you're at. Right where you're at. Online, just do that hand with the emoji and say, it's me. Hallelujah. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Come on, let me hear you. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, 
I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. You love me unconditionally. I will be patient. I don't have to pray for it. I'm tested for it. And this is a test. I will pass. I'm a person of patience. I'm not negative. I'm not a slanderer. I'm not a gossip. I'm not a backbiter. I'm not a murmurer. I speak words of life. My next 12 are my best 12. All things work for my good. I have everything that I need. I am lacking nothing. All things work together for my good. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord. Can you take out your phone, text the word decision to 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text to help you make Christianity your lifestyle. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations! The rest of your life will be the best of your life. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.